Hello, you are listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Environmental Defense Fund. And I'm Simone Malas with Restore the Mississippi River Delta. Hello. Hello, Simone. It is so wonderful to be reunited with you on the podcast. Yes, this is the part where I would sing um, Reunited and it feels so good, but I think there's probably copyright authorities associated with that, in addition (laughs) to me being not a very good singer. Oh, well, I would love to hear that. And I think as long as you keep it under 30 seconds, it should be good. (laughs) I think even 30 seconds is too much. (laughs) (laughs) I will not make you do that. Um, How have you been? I know you've been busily out and about on the um, coast I'm just, doing all the things yep i'm just kicking back drinking my ties watching the world pass um we uh expected uh things to pick up in the end of the summer and fall and it has certainly done just that so lots and lots of very good things um monumental milestone things happening so it's a it is an exciting time um and also, you know, change is always something, you know, and, and when things start happening like this, you know, makes you a little nervous too. So, yeah, well, there's certainly a lot going on and this is a very exciting moment for the coast. How, how about you, Jacques? What's been up? Well, you know, I'm doing well, Simone, but I'm afraid I have some news to share. Oh, um, we don't we don't accept news on this show. This is a, a informational only chit chatty situation. We don't accept breaking news. Oh, well, we're going to have to allow for a breaking news bulletin. Only Um, for you. (laughs) Thank you. I, you know, I've actually accepted a position leading communications for the McKnight Foundation based in Minneapolis um, as its communications director. Uh, The McKnight Foundation is working to build a more just, creative and abundant future where people and planet thrive. Um, You know, I'm excited to do place-based work here on issues ranging from climate to equitable communities to arts and culture bearers and more. But of course, this is also a deeply bittersweet moment as it means having to walk away from one of the most rewarding professional experiences of my career in my work with the Restore the Mississippi River Delta over the last eight years. It also means I will be signing off from Delta Dispatches going forward. Um, if you'll allow me, I'd like to share some parting thoughts with our listeners and tell the story of a boy who grew up in Braithwaite on the east bank of the river in Plaquemines Parish. From a young age, his grandmother taught him to love the place where he was from and appreciate the beauty and uniqueness of this very special part of Louisiana's coast. She would take him driving down the road to the end of the road where she had grown up in Pointe La Hache and tell him stories of what it was like growing up there, the train that once came all the way from New Orleans, the bounty of shrimp, oysters, and all that the land provided, and the strong connected community that lived in this place on the edge of the river and the delta. He spent his days riding his bike on the river and back levees, not knowing really what their purpose was other than to keep the water out. He drove by the Carnarvon Freshwater Diversion located next to his neighborhood multiple times a day without any thought to its purpose or function. He lived his life immersed in the environment, fishing in the marshes behind his house, but not aware of the changes that were happening rapidly in his lifetime. And like so many... He experienced a wake-up call when Katrina took everything from his family and community with a wall of water that reached the second story of homes. Like so many people, his community and home were never the same. At the same time, his family had privileges that many didn't through flood insurance and the ability to buy a new home outside of Baton Rouge. 
he still saw the impact that being ripped away from the place they had lived their whole lives had on his grandparents. How his next door neighbor's house was demolished and a new one built 20 feet in the air and a massive concrete wall constructed between the community where he had lived his whole life and the rest of the region. Many people living across Louisiana have been impacted in similar ways and in a short amount of time, and they recognize massive changes are already happening. And at the same time, people are not waiting around, but working hard every day to build a better, safer future despite these changes. I am proud to have played a very small part in helping Louisiana be a global leader in addressing coastal flood risk. And I can say because of my insight into work happening in other regions that no one has done it better than Louisiana. And the people who work on this issue should be very proud of the impact they've had and the model they are creating for the rest of the world. That includes the incredibly brilliant people and my colleagues working for Restore the Mississippi River Delta and all the partners across the region, the staff at the Coastal Protection and Restoration Authority and others who are working tirelessly in the face of very complex and imminent challenges to build a safer, more equitable future. While there sometimes is a focus on issues that divide us, I can say that everyone working in this space is united by love, an immense deep love of place and a belief that we need to do everything possible to hold on to it, despite the very real challenges facing it. My advice to all going forward is to lean into that love and the shared values that unite us. My personal experience is what motivated me to move back to Louisiana and take on this job, and it is what makes this moment so difficult. Louisiana will always be my home, and I will forever be a steadfast champion of the efforts to restore its coast and protect its communities. The last eight years have been the most rewarding, exciting years of my career, and there are so many highlights I could name. Our dirty coast, the world needs more Louisiana t-shirts, our 360 A Tale of Two Basins video, our Restore the Coast, Protect Their Future Super Bowl ad featuring children from across the coast, boat tours across every corner of this coast with leading journalists from around the world, including Margaret Orr, and of course, this podcast. Over five years ago, we asked what would happen when an Bear and a Terrio walk into a radio station. And boy, did we find out. From our time broadcasting at the little studio on Carondelet Street in the CBD to recording from the comfort of our own living rooms, we have been on an incredible journey. Nearly 200 episodes with interviews ranging from the governor of Louisiana to community leaders down the bayou to leading journalists and scientists, book authors, artists, and so many more. I am so proud of the platform that we've created to showcase all of the amazing, dedicated people who are working tirelessly to build a better future for Louisiana and its coast and communities. Thank you to all the guests who have come on, many repeatedly, to share their expertise, perspectives, and insights on Louisiana's coast. From the bottom of my heart, I want to thank our listeners who have been with us on this journey. We spoke that there are about, we joke that there are about three of you in total, but there have been so many people who have come up to us and shared feedback on what Delta Dispatches has meant to you and how it's touched your life and career. Thank you for listening and, and for your support and know that I hope Delta Dispatches will continue in some form even if my role is shifting from co-host and producer to number one avid listener. I'd like to give a very special shout out to a very special person who is the wizard behind the curtain that is Delta Dispatches and so many aspects of our MRD communications work. And that is the incredibly talented Ryan Chauvin, who has been our foundation over these last five years and helped us be better and reach more listeners with this content. I remember convincing Ryan to come down from DC to work for our MRD coalition 
and Louisiana's coast is better for it and for everything he does. Thank you, Ryan. And last, but certainly not least, I have to thank my rock, my co-host, my dear friend, my mentor, my work wife, the one and only Simone. Simone, I don't know of anyone else I could have gone on this journey with and still maintained our strong friendship and relationship over the years. Few people work as hard as you do for Louisiana's coast and communities. You are a dedicated and passionate leader and Louisiana is better for you and Louisiana's future will be stronger because of you. I have so much faith in you and the folks at MRD to help build that future and know I will always be your dear friend and number one cheerleader. And I will still communicate with you daily on multiple <laughs> platforms, even if we have to omit a few going forward. It's certainly hard to sign off and hand in this microphone and say one last see y'all later alligators, but I'm excited to watch the journey continue. If folks are interested, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Jacques Hebert to stay in touch. And from the bottom of my heart, this little boy from Braithwaite thanks you for the incredible experience you've been a part of and the opportunity to contribute in the smallest way to the place he loves with all his heart. The world certainly does need more Louisiana, and I'm excited to see that prospect become a reality in the very near future. Thank you. Well, we'll give everybody a second to think about that, um, including myself. Um, uh, so this show today in particular isn't about me, but um, I wanted to take you leaving me and breaking up with me as um, a reminder of what a gift um, our forever friendship really is. And um, you will forever be my champagne um, to my champagne of beers. And um, we'll, we'll still always have all of our communication methods, except for TikTok, um, to talk <laughs> to each other on. So um, that was so beautifully said. I expected nothing less than that. Um, but we want to pick it up some. Um, so we're going to give you... Um, some folks who also want to share how much they love you and how important your work here in Louisiana has meant to them and how many well wishes they give you in the future. So um, we'll get to some surprise guests for you. Um, but um, I do also want to address a, a rumor of a future Delta dispatches and Obviously, it can never be the same without Jacques. Um, I echo the sentiment on Ryan Chauvin um, being our guiding compass on this. And so um, we're just going to take a breather and think about um, what next, um, what's next for Delta Dispatches and what's best. We do have so much work, and this has been an amazing platform. So I do think that it'll continue in some respect, but it'll be forever changed um, after you, Jacques. So know that. Well, thank you, Simone. And this has just been such a fun experience. And I know you and I will laugh long into the future about many of the memories we've had on Delta Dispatches and elsewhere. Um, so yeah, just thanks to you and Ryan for everything. And, and again, I just can't thank our listeners enough and all the guests who have shared their perspectives. Know that your perspective is incredibly valuable and that's what makes the work of Louisiana's Coast, you know, just so important is that you know, you are representing that perspective and sharing it with the world. 
Well, let's get to some of our surprise guests um, that Uh-oh. want a chance to talk to you. So um, we'll turn it over right now. Let's see. It'll be their show, not your show anymore. <laughs> So Jacques, uh, we find it only very fitting that you should have to get a solid dose of what you've dished out over hundreds of episodes. And so we've lined up a series of very special guests for you. Um, We've asked them them to keep it a surprise. We have prepped them um, and knowing that this is your final episode. So without further ado, would our first guest like to introduce themselves? Um, hello, Simone. I'm, I'm assuming that uh, Chip Klein and Bryn Haas are the first guests on the show. Uh, oh, we have not ranked these in priority order, but welcome, Chip and Bryn. Welcome to our farewell episode to Jacques Hebert. Thank you. We know this has been a crazy, hectic week for y'all, and it means so much to me, and I know Jacques for y'all being on the show. Jacques? I'm impressed that you took time out of this week to to say, you know, farewell. And I just have to say, I was going to ask, you know, who is the number one avid listener of the two of you? But now you've got competition. So I think the three of us are going to have to duke it out on Delta Dispatches going forward. Well, and let's be honest, Greg Grandy wasn't available, our number one avid listener. And so <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> uh, Mr. Grandy has been dethroned. Uh, <laughs> He handed over his number one avid listener shirt to uh, yours truly here, uh, and it's something that I wear with pride. Uh, but, but Jock, it was it's it's truly like it's an, an end of an era here. So we uh, we wanted to just some take some time out of the day uh, to come on and first of all to just thank you for all of the incredible work that you have done. Your advocacy, you're just a huge proponent for the restoration and protection of Louisiana's coasts. Uh, and then secondly, to, to wish you well. Uh, you've got a, a great future in front of you. I think the, um, I, I don't know if, if everybody knows where, where, where you're going, if that's been announced, but um, I'll, I'll just say that their, their gain is, is our loss. And um, sad to see you go, but really happy and proud for you. Thank you, Chip. That that means a lot. And, you know, I kind of, we, we shared some words and some tears earlier on in the show. Um, but one of the things, you know, I touched on was just uh, my perspective has been able to allow me to see work happening across many states um, in, in the country as they address coastal flood risk. And none are at the level or have done as much or as, are as far along as Louisiana. And a lot of them are also looking to Louisiana as a model. Um, it has been an absolute pleasure to work with yourself and Bren and everyone at the Coastal and Protection, Re- Protection and Restoration Authority over the years. Um, I know how deeply you all care about this issue. Uh, you know, you're not just showing up to work and getting things done, but you're living it every day. And that comes through uh, in so many ways. And so I just thank you for your partnership. Um, but most importantly, thank you for your leadership and your commitment to Louisiana's coast and communities. I think our coast is in a much better place because of your and Bren's leadership and the work of everyone at the CPRA. Well, I appreciate that, Jock. And I'll just I'll just say that the uh, the best is yet to come. And um, while that was some very serious statement, statements that you just made there, I, I want to just um, <laughs> and so while your work has been very impressive, 
I think your your accomplishments in this space speak for themselves. What I am most impressed by is your ability to deal with Simone and just the way you are able to handle her on air and off air. And it's just it's an impressive thing uh, to, to watch. And so uh, no small feat there, uh, but kudos to you on that front as well. Well, you know, the best thing with Simone is to let Simone be Simone because she's a rock star. <laughs> and so she's like, Good been, answer. that yeah. was a solid communication experts answer. On Can that. you tell I've had some media training? No, just <laughs> kidding. Um, but no, I am going to miss my partner in crime tremendously. But, you know, thankfully, um, she will stay for Louisiana's coast and, and be the amazing kind of leader for our restore the Mississippi River Delta coalition that we need right now. So um, I will now be her number one cheerleader. I think this means we're divorcing as work wife and work husband. But There's a conscious uncoupling happening. There we here, go. So. Conscious <laughs> uncoupling. But we will remain connected in many other ways. Well, so you, in all seriousness, um, I think I'm hosting this show right now, Simone. So just give yeah, me a, uh, I mean, okay, but, sure. I'm gonna kick back. Uh, right. But in all seriousness, Simone is amazing. Um, she really nice is. save, nice save, she Mr. Is, Klein. That's fine. Um, doing incredible things at MRD now, and uh, just great to have her as a uh, proponent, advocate, and ambassador for Coastal Louisiana. So I'm gonna turn it over to to Bryn Haas here. I know he has some things that he is itching. Uh, to say and so uh, yeah, like you you guys have nothing to say about Jacques <laughs> leaving us during one of the most important weeks of our entire career <laughs> none of you we, have something to say about that <laughs> well the the work that Jacques has done up to this point is he's just gotten the whole state ready for this moment so it's like we're we're ready to rock and fire we're ready <laughs> you all got this yes yeah we, we we've got it hey Jacques and Simone how are y'all doing hi Brent hey Brian. We, uh, yeah, timing's not great, Jacques, so I want to go ahead and throw that out there. Um, but uh, no, no. Um, look, man, we, uh, the, the Coastal Program is losing a, a tremendous individual, a, a great communicator and a great advocate. And uh, so this is certainly a, a bittersweet moment um, for us as we, um, you know, have the EIS released this week, but are losing one of our, one of our biggest, uh, one of our biggest, you know, advocates and and, uh, and communicators, as I said. So you're going to be missed, um, but certainly a lot of what uh, has been accomplished within this program and, and as evidenced by what's going on this week, of course, uh, is, a, is a testament to the good work that you've done. And uh, for that, we are very, very thankful. I have uh, um, I, I don't have a number one avid listener T-shirt. Um, <laughs> I have always enjoyed my interactions with you two on uh, on Delta Dispatches. And- the green pickle, right? Are we the green pickle with the boat? My favorite, uh, my favorite portion are always the, uh, the the questions, the fun questions at the end. So, Jacques, I think turnabout's fair fair play, right? Yes. Uh-oh, yes. Uh-oh, payback. Do uh, it, Brian. Do yeah. it. So, uh, I was asked at one point in time what my walk up song would oh, be. Oh, so <gasps> yeah. Got to hear what yours is, and I have a second one as well. I want to ask. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I was going to say, Brian, that. Um, I can never hear fancy and not think of you. So, uh, it's still on my contacts. <laughs> um, so thank you so much for that. Um, you know, as far as walk-up song, you know, ah, that's such a tough one. I think because, you know, she's just a Louisiana girl. Like I grew up with her, you know, we've all been there. Um, I would have to say my walk-up song would probably be, 
uh, Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So wait, wait, before you ask, Brenna, I do have a funny story to tell you guys. Um, Delta Dispatches behind the scenes. So um, thankfully, y'all, um, Chip was able to set up um, an interview with the governor. I think that was our 100th episode. I can't even remember. I think so, yeah. And Jacques and I were pretty nervous, right? So I think we went to go eat earlier um, at White Star Market, and we were on our way to the governor's mansion. It was just me and Jacques, and in a very Simone and Jacques moment, we rolled all the windows down and we had Lizzo on as loud as could be. <laughs> we were like, we just needed something good to go. So we rolled up to the mansion, windows down, playing Lizzo's good as hell, right? And we're like, all right, we got to pick this back up and put our professional suit back on. Um, but yeah, it's memories like that I'll miss. The, the uh, behind the scenes of the Delta Dispatches. Yeah, the yeah. whole nother, yeah, series. The pump up song was Lizzo exactly. at that moment. So, yes. All right, next question, Mr. Haas, on to you. Um, well, that's good stuff, actually. I didn't even have to ask a question to get that one. Huh? <laughs> uh, what's your spirit animal? <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, that one's good. <laughs> a dolphin. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with... Um, I don't know. I think wolves. I'm like, I got to go to the International Wolf Center in Ely, Minnesota. You know, I think they're just very beautiful, magical animals. And, you know, my, my dog Winnie kind of looks like a little wolf. So um, I would say, yeah, I'd have to go with the wolf. I know they're not native to Louisiana, um, but, but yeah, yeah, they're still pretty cool animals. It's geographically appropriate for where you are now. So yes. <laughs> Don't want to encounter any in the wild uh, outside of a nature center. But yeah, they're they're cool to look at in, in, in safe settings. So yeah. I don't know if Chip is still in there, but has he ever come up with a boat or camp name? Can we just close this out at this point? Or are we still, uh, we still wondering about what that would be? That's classified, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of it? That's pretty funny. That's classified. That's <laughs> That'd be cute. a funny that's boat name. name. Yeah. <laughs> So still no answer. Okay, good. All right. All right. Well, we have taken up a lot of your time already. Um, do y'all have anything else you would like to discuss with Mr. Ebert? Um, I, I would just reiterate our thanks and appreciation for, for all that uh, all that you've done, again, for the Coastal Program, Jacques. Uh, it's been a tremendous ride. Uh, very sorry uh, to see you moving on. But certainly understand and, and wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And, and don't be a stranger, please. Uh, when you come, when you come back south of I ten, uh, we want to see you. And I'll just add that, um, you know, Jacques, you've been at this for for many many years, and you have left South Louisiana much much better um, than you found her. And so, um, just thank you. Just thank you for being you. Thanks for the work um, that you've done and uh, Godspeed. Well, thank you both gentlemen. And I mean, just know I will always be a huge supporter and advocate for your work and very grateful for the impact that you all are having. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but I think what unites all of us is a love of Louisiana and the love of um, the place and people. And so I know that you all share that and I will not be a stranger. And I should say, if you ever decide to make it upriver, um, please let me know and, and I'll show you a good time on this side of the Mississippi. So my best to you and everyone at CPRA, and we will certainly stay in touch. I know our paths will probably cross again in the future. Yes, sir. And Brent and I would also like to be a part of the vetting committee on naming your replacement for this show. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, 
that's one where I'll let Simone do Simone's thing. And, and uh, yeah, but I think uh, your input as number one's avid listeners is very valuable. So, I mean, this might be um, like, you know, a peek behind the curtain here. But in case you guys don't know that, um, Jacques did most of the work on this show. And <laughs> I showed up late, oftentimes didn't show up at all for the actual show. So, the number one qualification includes doing my homework for me. So we'll see We'll see how the applicants fall in that category. So. It could be, hey, I'm just putting it out there. It could be a really fun competition. So you want to be the next Delta Dispatches co-host? Um, <laughs> what if no one obliged? <laughs> there, are, oh, there are a few characters I could see kind of getting in the running and being excited. So just something to think about. Can, I, can I list the people I would not want to host the show? Oh. <laughs> you I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Sounds kidding. like any potential candidates need a, need a hotline to shock so they can get the real <laughs> Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, thank you, Chip and Bren. I will continue to see you and talk to you, um, especially during this really exciting time in coastal Louisiana. Um, it is so much appreciated that y'all would take time out to um, bid Jacques farewell. So thank you guys so much for doing that. Absolutely. We appreciate it. And, and thank, uh, thank you both for all you do. Thank you, guys. So, Jacques, we're not done yet. Oh, dear. Um, yes, yes, yes. We have more to come. So the fun continues, Jacques. Oh. Uh, we have, yes, yes. We went deep into the vault and we picked out, um, you know, we were just thinking about who is most appropriate to tell you goodbye. And so um, will our surprise guest please reveal himself? Hey, Jacques, can you hear me? <laughs> Hi, Steve, how are you? I want to make sure I identify myself. Steve Caparata here, Jacques, how you doing? Steve, great to hear you. Thanks for being on. I was a little confused there with the multiple Steves, but I'm very glad that you're able to <laughs> yeah, join. Apparently, apparently you collect Steves, Jacques. And so <laughs> when we were thinking about this show, um, yeah. we did. Um, so we asked Steve to come on because he's always helped us through hurricane seasons. He's been such a wonderful guest. Thankfully, we haven't had to talk to him yet this hurricane season. So we wanted to give Steve an opportunity to come on the show and tell you goodbye. Yeah, let's let's not curse that. And I don't know if Jacques <laughs> picked uh, just the right time to get out. You know, we've got some stuff to track in the Atlantic now, so maybe he knew something I didn't. Jacques, uh, do I, are you going to be my uh, inside trader here going forward to to let me know when I need to get out of town? Yeah, I'll consult my crystal ball, Steve. That's not not quite as advanced as the meteorological tools you have, but no, I, I, there's never good timing as we discussed in the prior segment um and we'll always miss you all but um but yeah thank you you've been an amazing advocate for louisiana's coast and really just helping showcase you know a lot of the issues and the importance of our coast um and just in general uh, how meteorologists like yourselves can be engaged in this work so it's been an absolute pleasure having you on delta dispatches multiple times and talking to you in different ways um, and excited to see kind of that continue in the future. Yeah, look, I, I do a fraction of what you guys do, but um, you and I first kind of linked up a number of years back when when you reached out to me, invited me uh, to take a flight uh, down the Mississippi River. And uh, that was such a cool experience just to even having lived here the vast majority of my life, getting to see it from that perspective, taking it New Orleans all the way down to the mouth that 
it really does give you such a unique perspective on it, our vulnerability, how things are constantly changing and the importance of it all. So thank you for doing that. And, and again, thank you for all the work you've done um, to, to bring awareness to our coast and the issues we're dealing with and how important that is going forward. So we inspired Steve, I'm just kidding, to start his own <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so tell us about that. Are you still doing that, Steve? Yeah. So mine is slightly different in that we're video, but, uh, you know, because oh, uh, I work at TV. But uh, yeah, uh, most, almost every week. There's some weeks where uh, things are a little hectic, but just about weekly producing a, a podcast that's called Coast and Climate. And so as the name implies, we, we try to talk, uh, bring on guests to talk about the issues related to our coast, to, related to weather and climate. But I've had, I've had NASA scientists on, you know, we had the Artemis uh, mission. We've been talking about that. NASA has cool stuff. So um, just a wide range of guests, but uh, that, that's been fun for, for me to do a learning experience too. And maybe appreciate all the work that you guys put into uh, or have put into with Delta dispatches. Yeah, it, Simone and I have joked we're definitely we're not do video. We're like no, no. one needs to see. <laughs> no, no, like, no, 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 no. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, that's a whole nother level. But yeah, no, it's been it's been great, Steve. Um, and just again, really grateful for everything you do to guide um, Louisiana's communities, you know, during hurricane season, but also beyond and help them connect kind of some of the weather events they're experiencing. Uh, you know, to, to larger trends and issues of climate. So um, it's been great to see that and um, certainly hope you'll, you'll stay connected with Delta Dispatches and with our Restore the Mississippi River Delta group in the future. I know Simone will make sure you do. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Am I remembering correctly, Steve? Are you a Brother Martin guy? Am I remembering this correctly? I wasn't going to bring funny. it up. It's <laughs> I, I love how you play all uh, you know naive on that one. Like you, <laughs> I think you bring that one up every time. I was going to say, for a Jesuit guy, Jacques's not half bad. <laughs> I was well, going to are, you, came are yeah. you sure you went to Jesuit? Are you sure? <laughs> I did. I did. I know. Uh, surprise, it could be surprising to note that, that I came out of Jesuit. But, you know, I won't give you a hard time because you're Look, your I brother just, Martin. Yeah. Or I, just wanted to, yeah. I just keep wanting to bring up the fact that we're bringing people together on this show, right? You know, it it's doesn't matter where you went to high unity. school. Yeah. yeah. Until uh, Simone's son, it's time for him to pick a high school. Then we'll see where she falls. <laughs> Next year, well, no, this year, this year we'll have to pick. We'll have to pick. So we'll uh, do a, uh, yeah, we'll have to get him to do some one-on-one interviews with you too, <laughs> and see, see which one he wants to go with. So look, Jacques, the one request I have for you is is that you're up there in Minnesota. We we can't have any of the skull Vikings, whatever that chant is that they do. Uh, you, it better be a lot of hoot at up there. I don't want to hear about any skull or, or anything that's got to do with the Vikings. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. In fact, I'm just really disappointed that the Saints like almost never play the Vikings regular season because I would love to wear my Drew Brees jersey, and yes, it would be a Drew Brees jersey, uh, to Viking Stadium. But um, you know, I guess we'll have to wait for the playoffs. But if that happens and they're in the playoffs, um, know that I will be there cheering as loudly as I can and it certainly will not be for the Vikings. Um, I will remain a part of the nation forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've had a couple of rough outcomes for the Saints in the playoffs, so yeah. we need to turn the. Maybe you'll be the good luck charm in turning I, the. Maybe tide I up. will be, you know. And I will say the Vikings. I mean, bless their heart, they've never made it to the Super or won the Super Bowl, and and they're pretty they're pretty bitter about that. They'll remind you that they don't have a ring. So, uh, so yeah, but I will definitely be there, losing my voice, screaming uh, if if the Vikings ever do play the Saints. And well, I know you've got another guest. Uh, let, let me ask you real quick. You know, one of the things you guys bring awareness to is is our coast is retreating and uh, all these issues we face. But since you seem to have this insight on hurricane season, is it happening? faster than i'm aware of that you had to go all the way up to minneapolis you went went far right he left us he went far far i mean i I thought i was pretty safe for a little while here in baton rouge but i don't know you got me rethinking things you know see he made he made that decision and we're like hey you know that means we all come to you now yeah (laughs) you know you got some inflatable beds like yeah Yeah. we We have a place to go now we got some guest rooms here, but all I'm going to say is, uh, you know, expect the, uh, you know, the the reverse when February, March, April, April 26th, <laughs> when it's still freezing and it's April 26th. Uh, yeah, I, I will be likely wanting to make a trek down to you all again. So, yeah, um, we all have our weather um, and uh, yeah, the, the weather here in Minnesota certainly is nothing to sneeze at either. But but yeah, like it. Um, Please do come up anytime, and I will certainly be back there um, when I need to escape the tundra. So do not worry about that. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, one thing I have to say, Steve, the, the, the thing that just blew my mind, and you'll appreciate this as a meteorologist, like I remember it was probably like the dead of winter, you know, watching the local news, and then they put the wind chill map up, and I'm like, wait, negative 60? Is that is that even right. possible? And like the, the meteorologists are just like, you know, acting like, oh, this is no big deal. It's just every day, you know? And I'm like, I took a picture of the wind chill map and I think I texted it to Simone and I'm like, you see, this is what I'm dealing with. So don't <laughs> don't think it's all like sunshine and, and roses up here. Oh, look, every time it. I see those numbers, I, I can't fathom going through that. So no, look, I, I would have had the same reaction. Miss Winnie loves it. She sits outside in negative whatever degree weather. Chow. She does. Winnie the Chow Chow is very fluffy and furry, and she just loves winter. And yeah, she's got a thick coat. So I think she's she's happy here. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, I don't think I'm cut out for, for that, but good for <laughs> yeah. her. You and me both, Steve. You and me both. Well, thank you, Steve, so much for coming on and, and just surprising Jacques. We, you've always been a favorite guest of ours down to the squirrel picnic tables and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so we've had a great time with you. Uh, that's one um, I've forgotten and, about. And, you know, but no, thank you, you guys. Are- and, and again, Jacques, uh, I really appreciate everything you've done. Best of luck with your new endeavor up there. And uh, just don't forget us back here at home. I never will, Steve. That's all. It always will be home. And thank you for everything you do. And I'm excited to continue following you on Twitter and, you know, in the podcast um, and and just continue to follow a lot of the great content and analysis that you put out. So thank you uh, again. And we'll be in touch. Thanks, Sounds Steve. good. Take care. Yep. Take care, Steve. All right. Bye-bye. More to come, Jock. More to come. More to come. Got You have a collection of Steves for you. <laughs> uh, so we had a couple of folks that still wanted to, to wish you farewell. So 
Giacomo, we could not let you go um, any further on Delta Dispatch's farewell episode without talking somebody to somebody who is very important to your work here in Louisiana. So, surprised guests, please tell Jacques Hebert hello and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> How about see you later? <laughs> <laughs> no, goodbye. This is it. It's exactly. over. This is it. This is final. How you doing, Jacques? Hey, Steve. Steve Cochran. So Jacques collects Steve's, and um, Cochran is important to his professional life as well. <laughs> so hello, Steve Cochran. Um, tell Jacques everything you've always wanted to tell him right now <laughs> on the air with all of us. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I came on here. Uh, sort of myth just because it's this is as simone as you know this is the second time that jacques has left me yeah i think uh, it's a, uh, what do they call it happens a couple of times it's a habit now and now i i come on and i listen before i get on i find out there's another steve c in his life too so it's just a lot to take in sorry cochran gonna need some time to process all that so so i guess it really is goodbye no i'm kidding i'm kidding so our um, three listeners will remember that Steve Cochran is actually one of our, if, was the first guest, right? Along with Alicia Renfro. Alicia was traveling today. She Aww. wanted to be here with us, but uh, you got Cochran instead. So hello, <laughs> hello it's to our first and last first. guest. <laughs> <laughs> well, you always told me I was the first guest, but I mean, with all these surprises with Jock leaving and everything, I don't know what's true anymore. I don't know. <laughs> It's all made up anyway, Steve. Fake news, <laughs> fake news. <laughs> I just love the joke. Like, I think we've asked Steve a few times when he's been back on the show, but Steve, back then, you know, here we are at 150 <laughs> plus episodes. Did you ever think we were going to make it? And you just kind of would His laugh and politely same. say like, yeah, yeah I had no, some questions. No, yeah, yeah. No, no improvement here. No improvements made. <laughs> <laughs> Just the like longest running coastal podcast in history, though you have to think about it that way. There we go, Simone. We have Do our, you know? our yeah. So I was gonna is it behind the scenes sneak peek? We actually had a different name of the show, and like, wasn't it like a true crime or murder? It was something crazy. Um, we had another name for the show, and so we landed on Delta Dispatches because we didn't want any confusion there <laughs> about us talking about Louisiana's yeah. clothes versus yeah. like a soap opera crime drama, if I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> well, I, I do uh, obviously want to want to say, Jack, you and I have talked a little bit. I, I'm I am uh, uh, I'm proud of you. It, it's been you know we've feel like we've you came in uh, as a star to begin with, but we've been able to watch you grow. And I think your next step is a, is a really cool one. So uh, just nothing but nothing but happiness on that side of it. I, I hate that you're not going to be working with us on a regular basis, either with the, the coastal stuff or with EDF, but, uh, uh, but totally understandable. And, and uh, uh, so we'll, we'll figure out what the next way is to rope you back in. <laughs> well, he certainly can write a supportive comment letter or two. He's gone to a foundation. I think he might be able to write a supportive check if we talk uh, to him. Yeah. I'm a, the way you think. Communications, <laughs> communications director, um, <laughs> our program officer. But no, I would just say that, you know, it's never a good time um, and never an easy decision to walk away from someone. Uh, or some opportunity or, or people that you truly love and, and love working with. And 
that is certainly true for both of you. And Steve, I have so many fond memories of our time back um, in MRD. I think one of the first when I was a young budding communications and pretty new to the <laughs> advocacy communications world. I Bruce remember being last a, week. When was yeah, this? Yeah. Wait, what? This is like before my my training I did last week that kind of brought me up to speed. Now, uh, <laughs> you know, I remember being in a meeting and talking about a campaign and like you know brainstorming ideas, and you were in there, and someone brought up like target audiences, and I was like, oh yeah, well you know you target it's like the general public, and then you just kind of looked at me like seriously, and you were just like you do not target the general public. You target the general public, you end up targeting no one. You have to be really thoughtful about your audience. And I but, remember but being like- But he said it in a really quiet, yes. voice. It was like very, really it was very low and stern. And so it scared you even more as right. if he yelled at you. Yeah. Right. But yeah. I was like, okay, so this is someone I need to pay attention to and learn mm-hmm. a lot from. And I certainly did um, learn so much from you and you've guided me in so many ways. And I appreciate that. I think I'm a better- communicator, uh, certainly because of you and all the insight and feedback you've given me over the years. Um, I've loved your openness to at least reviewing really um, aggressive press statements and (laughs) op-eds and then, you know, toning them down, you know, kind of letting me get things off my chest in the first draft and then working with me to walk it back. So that is fun. Um, but I can't say enough about um, how much I've enjoyed working with you, Steve, both in MRD and, and through EDF. And really exciting to see all you're doing with EDF now. Um, at Speaking about timing, we're talking about timing on the coast. Timing in states is more exciting than ever because of all the amazing funding that's coming down to states to take bold climate action. And I know you're leading that. So I will, again, remain a huge supporter of EDF. And, you know, it's been an amazing experience being at EDF and working with you. So thank you for everything. Well, I'd like to take a second to mention that Steve Cochran actually hasn't left a job himself. So in like, what, 25 years, Steve? <laughs> Did you just celebrate your, your 25th anniversary with just, uh, they EDF? Just, they just keep letting me do different things. So then I don't yeah, so, so I was going to say, Jacques, don't let Steve give you career advice about leaving a job because it's been a long time <laughs> since he left his own. He just, like you said, moves from one department to the other. He, yeah. Steve's real problem is he doesn't want a new email address. And so he's just sticking with the EDF. <laughs> you found me out. I'm busted. I'm kidding with you. That's all good. That's all good. Well, I, I'm, I really, I'm really happy that the thing that you remember most about me, Jacques, is a, is a really bad cliche that no. every, everybody who's ever done communications has said to somebody. So. No, 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 no. It was just a good moment that I was like, oh, yeah, I have a lot to learn from Steve. And, and certainly we've had many good moments and laughs, you know, uh, outside of work, too. And, and I'll treasure those those times as well. So, and yes, congrats on 25 years at Environmental Defense Fund. Um, uh, huge accomplishment. And we're all very proud of you, Steve. Grateful. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you can take advantage of uh, some places for a lot longer than others. And so, you know, I've been lucky. So, so do I get to ask any questions? Like yes, the audience? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, Absolutely. I was trying to delay. Yes. Yeah. Brennan Chip gave it to him pretty good. I'm going to go tell you there. They were prepared. So, you know, a lot of your audience is Louisiana. So I want you to tell me what your favorite Minnesota food is, because I can't mm. figure that out. Okay. Well, that's that's a tough one. Um, I'll say I went to the state fair recently. Um, they have kind of an abundance of food. You know, I 
they do a thing called hot dish up here, which like I've been trying to wrap my head around thinking, figuring out, I'm like, wait, so it's just casserole, right? You just call it a hot dish, but then they put like tater tots in <gasps> the hot dish. And there's a big debate like about like some people like literally line the tater tots in a line, like very orderly above the, the hot dish. Some just kind of throw them in there. It's very divisive. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm still, there's some so good. It's a hot fresh... dish of what? Like, I don't understand that. A hot dish of tater tots or like it's it has like... noodles or cheese. Yeah. What we got going on here? It's just like a casserole. It's like what they call casserole. So if you think about casserole stuff, I'm not saying that's my favorite food. It's just a Minnesota thing. Um, <laughs> same with the fried cheese curds. Again, not a favorite. It's just something they do here. There's some good like smoked trout and like, you know, like freshwater fish that they kind of smoke up and and that's always really good. I love like fresh fish. So Oh my God, uh, Steve. The kid needs a the kid needs a I need a shrimp grocery pack immediately. I need a shrimp (laughs) boy. I need an oyster boy boy, please. Sounds like a cry for help is what this sounds like. An online subscription to 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 crawfish.com. I think I've lost some weight since I moved up here, if that says anything. You had to have like or yeah. get to go ice fishing too what the hell I, I have not been ice fishing um you all may remember ashley peters she's worked mm-hmm. in louisiana for a while with audubon and now she's up here she's an avid fly fisher person and and, and she ice fishes i have not gone out with her but i i think that'll be my goal for the winter is to, to try that out you know Grumpy Old Men was always one of my favorite movies so I wonder if you could get use some boudin as bait yeah. and, yeah. and then you if your fish swallowed the bait then you'd have a stuffed fish and it would taste better oh, I'm just trying that, to think about what you might be able to do to That sounds like something out. Isaac Toops might come up with maybe <laughs> maybe we should do some sort of like chef exchange program between oh, Louisiana like and Minnesota Jeez <laughs> <laughs> sounds like that is much yeah. it's a mission it's a mission a rescue mission up there <laughs> When I worked um, when I worked in state government years ago uh, I was at some national conference with other states and and we went out to dinner with some people from Wisconsin and uh, and we ended up at the end of the night making them a deal that 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 we would cook for them and they could come down and govern for us and it'd be a good trade. <laughs> that sounds like let's make that trade happen with Minnesota. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'm just putting the plug in there. I've I said it to our prior guests. I think you know you all might be due for an upriver retreat at some point. Um, so if you you do decide to venture up to Minnesota, I, I certainly will show you all a good time and. Uh, I, I'll figure out the food situation by then. You won't starve, I promise. <laughs> so wait, Jacques, um, so one of our most controversial moments here on Delta Dispatches is the um, what is your favorite snowball flavor yes. question. Yes. So do they have snowballs up there? Like, uh, I mean, you've got a lot of snow. Like, Not what, commercially, what, they're just. Yeah, what, what happened? <laughs> what, what, what is, t- talk, talk me I through I just this. go talk outside, scoop up some snowball, you know, <laughs> snow, snow, kind of make my own. You know, they have, uh, like, I surprisingly, ice cream is very big here. There's, oh, like, more ice cream places, like, local ice cream places than, you know, I've ever seen uh, in a lot of places. They also do frozen custard. We got a lot of cows. Oh, no. That's frozen custard. <laughs> that's right. My first, I had never been to a Dairy Queen until I moved up here, and, and I had one of those blizzards, you know. So that's they sad. do, like, Oh, did yeah. they turn the cup upside down? My kids talk about that a lot I on think, the commercial yeah. where they turn the yeah. blizzard upside down. It was all it was all right. I, I would still take a good 
Louisiana spearmint snowball over Dairy Queen Blizzard any day. They have more ice cream just because it doesn't melt. That's <laughs> another another good point. Just put it all outside, and you're no, you're cold the anyway, cow, so yeah, the cows funny. are gonna freeze to death. Um, interesting, interesting. Okay, I, I've always wanted to ask you that question about the snowball situation. So, yeah. Okay, any other um, Minnesota things we need to cover before je- the one person we know in Minnesota leaves us? <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thank you, Steve, for coming on. Uh, Jacques, Jacques mentioned this. It's it's an exciting time for coastal Louisiana, but it's also an exciting time for climate in general, um, not just here in Louisiana, which could be a leader, right, but also um, throughout the country. So um, any um, parting words on that note? Well, it is, it is it is in fact, the case that um, in the last, I guess, maybe six months, uh, combination of funding that's uh, coming directly to the states from uh, federal sources and a bunch of tax credits that uh, really help support private sector investments in lots of various clean energy things. Um, All of that's come together at a scale that we've never seen ever, period. (laughs) So so it really is a, a pretty remarkable time to be trying to figure out how to how to manage a transition on energy in ways that that uh, that acknowledge the the economic dependence that places have on traditional fuels and move in the in the direction of cleaner and safer fuels over time. So I, it, it really a lot of times you hear people say, "Well, we can't do it because it costs too much." Well, in fact, we've got resources to do an awful lot of this stuff now that we've never had. So that's really. That's really pretty exciting if you if you're if you're on either end of this question if you're trying to reduce emissions or if you're trying to uh, manage against impacts and you know Louisiana's trying to do both to its credit it's trying to do both so it's really you know I I spend a lot of time thinking about and and trying to be helpful on getting to this stage with diversions it's just great to pick up the paper and see the the progress that's going forward there so you guys got to feel great about that uh, and. Uh, and I do see progress going on in Louisiana and lots of people talking about wind energy, a lot more solar engagement, um, a lot of a lot of discussions about how to do this right. So that's that's encouraging. I think, you know, we don't always uh, get to sit back and say, you know what, we, we, we can actually feel pretty good about where we're headed right now. And I think we might be able to do that. It's uh, it's not easy work and it does cost a lot of money, but we're in better shape than we've ever been to try to take this stuff on. So. I'm I'm full on, man. This is this is really good to see. Well, thank you, Steve, for spending some time on Jacques' farewell episode. It just dawned on me that both of you have left me here, both of you. <laughs> um, so I don't know why I would. I'm gonna have to talk to Ryan about why I agreed to let Steve be the last on the show. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, thankfully, Steve is just down the office, um, just down the hall from me. So I get to see him all the time and pick his brain and complain and all of Go that. Go out to lunch, eat delicious food. Go out food. to lunch. Thank you for being that yeah. for me, Steve. Um, Jacques a little further away for that lunch date. But yes, thank you, Steve, for spending time with us. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I get the, yeah. I get to play DJ on the road trip though. <laughs> there hey, there are river boats now that you, know, you can do a cruise mm. up and down from Minneapolis Bougie. to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, yes. 
Um, well, Jacques, this concludes the This Is Your Life um, episode <laughs> here for Will. So we'll, we'll say goodbye to Steve Cochran of the Environmental Defense Fund. And then we'll just spend another few minutes wrapping up. See you Thank guys. Thank you so much, Steve. Take care and we'll be in touch. Steve. Thank you too, brother. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. So one final segment, um, one last time to be together on Delta Dispatches. Um, that was fun. That was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to to revisit some of our past guests, and I'm glad that folks got an opportunity to talk to you directly um, before you say before you bid adieu. So any parting words, last shots from you? No, I would just say I, mean, I think. It was so wonderful to hear from some of our favorite former guests um, and just I'm very grateful for them uh, and their time coming on and sharing their thoughts. So thank you. And then especially thank you. And I've said it before, but to you and Ryan for everything with the show, it has been a very special experience and platform and I will remain a champion of yours um, always in the future. So um, I think I've said everything I had to say earlier in the show, but um, you know, definitely keep in touch. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not that far away, even though it feels like I'm far away. Um, so I know we'll be seeing more of each other and I'm and hearing more of each other um, in the near future. So um, thanks to everyone. And I guess one thing I would say, if I can, just one parting thought, um, you know, we've touched on this a little bit on our show in terms of the opportunity to do work focused on Louisiana's coast um, and the emergence of fields of, 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 you know, a study that that's focused on this. Um, you know, again, going back to the little boy from Braithwaite, I never thought I would have an opportunity. I never even thought this job was possible, you know, when I was growing up. And there have been so many people who have come up to Simone or myself, you know, and maybe they were in college or grad school or, you know, wanting to get involved in the coastal space um, and asking for advice. And I would say there's so much opportunity, whether it's at an NGO, whether it's at a state or federal agency, you know, um, whether it's at um, you know an, uh, an organization that's actually doing the work, um, so just don't be shy about getting out there, taking internships, um, and realizing that you know one of the things that Steve Cochran taught me is that you know this work will continue um, into the future because it has to, and so there will need to be people there that um, can support those those industries and support those jobs. Um, so just an exciting moment for people who are interested in, in coastal science, coastal policy, coastal communication and outreach. Um, and I'd say broadly environmental and climate, too. So i um, excited to see what happens with the next generation. Um, I think they're going to really kind of be the ones to help us all um, in the future. So um, I guess that would be my, my parting thought is to all those folks who have listened to the show um, wanting to have a career um, in this space, know that you certainly can, and your input is very valuable. Um, and we all need you to take those roles. So please go for it. Well said, Jacques. Well said. And and my only my only um, parting words here is um, so many times people uh, we joke about our our three listeners, but people would come up to us and say how much they enjoy Delta Dispatches, and I'm like. 
yeah, you know, you, you basically get to listen to me and one of my best friends talk on the phone. <laughs> All, you know, that's what it feels like. It, it feels like that. And I mean that in the highest of compliments. Um, so I am going to miss you um, so dearly. I know that you are not far away from me. Um, and I am, I am grateful for that. So one last time, do you want to tell them goodbye? Yeah. And love you, Simone. Um, and I'll just say thank you again. Um, and until next time, we will see y'all later, alligators. <laughs> <laughs>